turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. I'm Tom Moeller, and this is Colorado Issues, and we're going to talk about multi-generational ministry to help the elders of our community. And to helping me with this, who knows a little bit more about uh, Bessie's Hope, which we're going to be talking about, is a colleague and friend, Mark McIntosh. You know, Tom, uh, it's a thrill. It's the first time we've done this together. Yeah. And I look forward to doing this uh, many times. And obviously, I'm very passionate about uh, what Linda and her crew is doing at Bessie's Hope. And I'm just, uh, I'm proud to be here riding shotgun. Well, that's okay. I'm <laughs> going to need a few shotgun shots from you here. <laughs> Linda Holloway is uh, our guest from Bessie's Hope. Linda, glad to have you with us. Wonderful to be here. Thank you, Tom and Mark. Uh, give us sort of an overview, first of all, about what Bessie's Hope is all about. Okay. Well, it's a legacy to my grandmother, and we've been around for 23 years now, serving nursing homes and assisted living communities throughout Metro Denver and surrounding areas. And the way we do that is through volunteer programs. So, like, for instance, we work with a couple thousand kids every year from preschool through high school with a huge percentage being uh, teenagers who are in at-risk programs and residential treatment centers. And uh, we also have programs for families and individuals who would like to adopt someone who has no one, which is 60% of nursing home residents across the country, 60%. So that's not good. And Bessie's Hope is the only organization focusing on that, shining a light on it, trying to help fill that void. And then the last program we have is is for groups of uh, adults. And so that's where Mark is fitting in now with his stronger cord. Yeah, it's it's called a community elders program, correct, yes. if I'm right. And so, you know, organizations like a stronger cord, uh, and we're big on service, and we believe in never growing weary of doing good. And so on the second and fourth Saturdays of the month, we hook up with Bessie's Hope, and we go love on the elderly, and it allows me to check something off my bucket list, which I've always wanted to be a backup singer and dancer, <laughs> and so I get a hold of a tambourine. <laughs> but we go in there, and we sing, and we dance, and we hug, and I think that's one of the things that, Linda, that has really struck me since A Stronger Chord and Bessie Soap started working together. Uh, as Linda mentioned, 60% of them never have a visitor. And most of them, the only touch they get is, come on, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. They they don't have anybody just, and it, you can't see this, it's radio, but I'm rubbing Tom's arm right now. It feels good, he's actually. Got, <laughs> he's kind of enjoying it. But just that, that loving touch mm-hmm. is, I mean, we, we all are somewhat deprived of that, but especially people who are really very isolated. It's true. that It is. It's they Elders... <laughs> They deserve our touch. They deserve mm-hmm. our compassion, and they also need it just as much as babies. You always hear about the failure to thrive syndrome in kids. Well, elders have it too. Mm-hmm. See if I understand this. Then uh, you 
you you don't have a nursing home. You go to nursing homes. Yeah. So virtually every nursing home in the area is subject to your love. That's right. <laughs> if they want to participate and have their residents uh treated with respect, compassion, and wonderful touch, mm-hmm. then they only have to call us. The and entertainment's the, uh, pretty good, too. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing that separates us also, and Mark can attest to this, from just groups who say, um, let's let's go visit a nursing home, kids, especially when you're working with kids. Because what you would have then would be a lot of kids moving around the room, you know, kind of like they're stuck together because that's what kids do. Mm -hmm. They just kind of move in a clump. But with Bessie's Hope, we do the training first, even if it's for a one-time visit. Like right now in this in the summer is so wonderful because a lot of mission trips from different denominations go all over the country doing their mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. deeds. Mm-hmm. So we work with a whole bunch, and they're all one-time visits, which means that we're all the time giving an orientation and leading a group a few times a day during the summer. Whereas in the school year with the kids, it's mostly ongoing groups, and there's where you really get – the relationship building that we really concentrate on. But these one-time visits we feel are so important as well because we want them to be as meaningful as they possibly can be. So we spend just as much time doing that training as we do for um, the ongoing groups. And that way they have the skills and the communication tools to be able to interact with people of all levels of cognitive functioning, including the advanced Alzheimer's disease. Mm. Now, I, I also know from your website, which I'll say right now is bessieshope.org, B-E-S-S-I-E-S, hope.org, is that the idea for Bessie's Hope came to you in a miraculous revelation. Tell us about that. It did, uh, because I was very angry period, angry at everything, including God, when my grandmother was diagnosed first with Alzheimer's and then when my mother had to make the subsequent decision of placement in a nursing home in rural Texas, uh, especially in the 90s, you did not want to be there. Uh, and so when she was subjected to those those kinds of things, then I really became angry. And so one day when I was yelling at God, and I had just gotten back from Texas again because I would go down every month along with my co-founder, and both of us being music therapists as well as entertainers, we would go dance with the people, entertain them and all, and we would take my co-founder's nieces. So there I was yelling at God one day, and I heard him, I heard the voice. It just kept repeating, bring them together, the young and the old. Bring them together, the young and the old. It kept repeating itself. And um, so I had my eyes closed, and I saw Sharon with her affinity toward kids. Of course, she's working with kids, and mine with elders always has been. I'm working with elders, and we're bringing them together. And still, in my hard-headedness, I thought, fine, okay, okay. I heard it, but what does this have to do with this horrible situation with the elders back there in the nursing home? And then it didn't take long for me to see, bring them together, the young and the old. It's the way it has to be. It's the way it was supposed to be. Mm. And if I could just interject, that, and, and we talk a lot about how the elderly benefit, but the kids and 
a stronger cord does a lot of work with people coming out of addiction and incarceration and uh, they're pretty closed down, but then give them a chance to go love on the elderly in a very healthy and productive fashion. You see a whole different side of uh, people who uh, have, you know, had a kind of a rough road because uh, they, they become hardened, but they're soft. Their, their hearts soften when they're loving on the elderly or the kids and, uh, but the kids that Linda is talking about, they're benefiting just as much because a lot of them, or most of them are at risk, have crazy home lives that most of us could never imagine. And so, I mean, when we come together and love each other, rarely is there anything bad happening. <laughs> That's true. And, and um, you know, the, the at-risk kids, I think that they benefit probably even more than the elders because they've had to create this shell around them. And um, they pretty much think it's here's the world and here here I am. Oh, my gosh. Why am I here? But they always feel that they're needed when they go in there. And that's the first time they've ever felt that. Thus comes the other things such as what's missing in our society among kids is respect, also compassion. So without even knowing it, without even being able to define the words, they're getting that respect for themselves, respect for others, and then compassion. So they're never going to be the same, whether it's a one-time visit or it's ongoing. They're never going to be the same. I heard this story years ago, and I'm sure this story is repeated over and over and over and over again in experiences of older people in a nursing home uh, of a guy in his, like, 90s uh, in a nursing home uh who dressed up to go to the front of the home waiting for his adult child to come on his birthday and see him. And he waited and he waited and he waited and he waited and he never came. Mm. And the man went back. Happens all the time, doesn't it? All the time. It's... You know, it's 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 so sad. I was with somebody yesterday at Most Precious Blood Church, actually, mm-hmm. and um, she because we want to get their congregation involved. And she used a term that I'm going to always use now. She said, "That's sad on top of sad." Yeah. And I said, "It is mm-hmm. because they do wait, and um, they also make excuses. They say, well." My son is very busy. He's a doctor, and he can't come very often or this and that. And so that the program that we have that's called the Family and Elder Program, if any of your listeners out there are interested in, in being the most significant person in somebody's life, um, that's where they, again, they're, they're given an orientation by us. We, we do two a month of these, and then they're placed in a nursing home with people or or one person, whatever is their choice, who have no one. And the wonderful thing about this program is that you don't have to go on a specific scheduled visit like we do with Mark because that's a group situation. Mm-hmm. But like for an individual or a family who say, I want to adopt one of those persons, we say, just drop in. We want you to be like a surrogate family. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, I'll be back every Tuesday at 10 or whatever. Just mm-hmm. drop in. A stronger cord has been a part of the community elders program, and and we're right where we should be. But that's something that I I know is starting to tug on my heart that I need to 
adopt, you know, whatever it's called. So my, you know, because mm-hmm. I drive around a lot. <laughs> I go by a lot of these places, you know, and just pop in, say hi. Uh-huh. Yeah. It makes us. It makes us feel good. And I know it makes them feel good. That that actually uh, sort of opens the way to my question is that I think that uh, there are two kinds of people regarding this. The one kind of person might be uh, they're oblivious to the elderly uh, in a home with nobody to come to visit them. There's another type of person that's not oblivious, but just says, "What do I do? How do I how do I do this?" Uh, so our task, I guess, here is to let people let the oblivious know that this town, this metro area, this front range, this state, this nation is full of people uh, in uh, rest homes and and in uh, various kinds of homes. Um, who you should not be oblivious to. And secondly, you can do something. So let, let's go with average Tom here, who didn't know about it till Mark McIntosh told me about you and about uh, what his ministry, Stronger Accord, is doing and what is open to everybody from my grandchildren to, to, to do to, to me to our radio station as a group, to anybody, what do we do? How do we, how do we tune into what we should do? How do we get in touch with you? Okay. And we welcome all of those that you named. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to bessieshope.org and you will see those programs. You will see the youth and elder program, the community and elder program, and the family and elder program. And I was speaking with a man several months ago because I had called him about Philanthropy, actually. And so while he was telling me that he was already involved with a lot of organizations, mm-hmm. he was on our website at the same time. And um, he said, but I am glad you called because I think I'd like to be part of this family and elder program and adopt somebody. I went. And so we were on the phone and I said, uh, he said, what's the next step? I said, well, see that where it says application, fill out the application. And then we'll get back to you and tell you when the next orientation is. And then the, then after the orientation, which is only an hour and a half, but we want everybody to understand the importance of, of this ministry and what the importance of the role that they're taking. And, and there are some regulations also involved, like things that are just common sense, but that, that, that people don't understand. Like when there are open doors in the nursing homes, which there mostly always are, um, you still have to knock because that's the person's home, but they have people coming in and out of their doors all the time. So there are a lot of things that, that we, that we want to impart to people that they might not know and most likely wouldn't know. And we also, like you mentioned, uh, that, that this man in his nineties was waiting for his adult child. Sometimes, especially with, um, advanced Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, they might see somebody who reminds them of that person and their soul wants that to be that person mm-hmm. so much that they reach out and say, Tom, I'm so glad you came. I've been waiting for you. And so this is how important training is. 
Mark, Mark has told this, has heard me tell this story, but it was a nine-year-old little boy who had gone through the orientation. That afternoon, his classroom walked to the nursing home, and his mother was with them. So they walked in, and this little lady grabbed his mother's wrist, and it startled his mother. She hadn't been through the orientation. So the little boy said, it's okay, Mom, she's touch-hungry. And then right out of our script, the little lady said, oh, Hazel, I'm so glad you came. I've been waiting and waiting. And his little mother, I mean, his mother said, oh, sweetie, I'm not Hazel. I'm his mother. Then the little boy put his hands on his hips and said, mom, be who she thinks you are. It, it's, it's really pretty amazing. And um, for those who say, okay, how can I get involved? An easy way is the second and fourth Saturdays of the month, the Stronger Chord, we we just follow Bessie's Hope around. Uh-huh. And we uh, we go to Forest Street Compassion. We've been going to Franklin, uh, Franklin Community Park. at Franklin Park. And we got some plans maybe to move down south as well. And, you know, so people can just show up. Uh-huh. And Bessie's Hope, we just follow the lead of Linda or Darlene or Jamie or uh, – uh, any of the other people that uh, are part of uh, this 23-year-old nonprofit. So it's a real easy way for anybody out there if you're going, hey, this sounds kind of fun. And I think it's also you know one of the things that I've really been trying to promote to people is that you've got a lot, especially during the summer and throughout the year, you've got kids, middle school, high school kids that are looking for community service opportunities. This is a wonderful mm-hmm. community service opportunity on a Saturday morning if they hook up with a stronger cord and show, you know, mm-hmm. it's Saturday from, you know, 9.30 to 11.30 on the second Saturday and 1 to 3 on the fourth Saturday. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing for a family to do together while the kid is getting some community service. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking with Linda Holloway from uh, Bessie's Hope, and uh, helping me with the interview is the person who introduced me to Linda uh, Mark McIntosh, whose work is a stronger chord, and you have been volunteering twice a month in uh, with yeah, your your we're a community outreach wellness program, and we feel called. Jesus called us to serve the orphans, the widows, and the strangers. And to me, those who live in assisted living, like Bessie Soap serves, are. The strangers mm-hmm. and the orphans and widows are the moms and kids who live in public housing communities. So on the weekends, our service Saturday, first and third, we do the moms and the kids. Second and fourth, we do the elderly. Mm. And that's and but Linda and I have known each other for twenty years. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Now, how with kids? Uh, how meaningful is this with kids? It changes their lives, and. Uh, and they don't have to be in an at-risk program for that to happen uh, because the kids realize at at very young age, in fact, one of my very favorite thing, I, I like to memorize these things because it's like I don't have to, I don't have to make it up. It's not abstract. But this little, this little girl wrote in her thank you. We have kids write thank yous to sponsors. So th- this little girl wrote, why it's important because we ask why is it important for kids to come together with elders like this so she said it's important because they don't get much visitors v-i-z-d-e-r-s so we come and visit v-i-z-i-t and we give them respect r-e-e-s-p-k-t and care k-a-r-e and then this last sentence 
I hope you treat them the same way we did. Wow. They they get it. First grader. She was mm. a first grader. Mm. Now, Mark, you deal with tough people, right? I mean, well, you deal I th- with I've hardened, hardened, hardened. Yeah, okay. I think life has kicked them around to the point that they are turtle inside that shell. Mm-hmm. How meaningful is it in your experience to harden people that you can think of having gone to minister <laughs> to the elders? It's tell priceless. us. It, tell it, us. Kind well, of, here's. Uh, a guy just uh, recently that uh, you know he's he's been through the the jail the addictions uh, and he's in the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life program and that's how we get connected with him a strong record does and and uh, here recently at uh, Forest Street Compassion he's singing and dancing and everything up there and and you just saw a, a different side of him and he's yeah. going I I never had the courage to do that and it was all he was able to really express himself. And it was all focused on loving on somebody else. And and it just, it truly, it's, uh, you know, we we try to talk, we, Star Records all about to anybody out there, not just the the downtrodden. But Galatians 6, 9 tells us if we never grow weary of doing good for others, we're going to reap the harvest. Mm. And it just, it's better to give than receive. And I think so many people that we, the at-risk kids are uh, coming out of addiction and incarceration. They're receiving, receiving, receiving. It beats a person's spirit down. But when you give them a chance to give, holy smokes, watch out. People get tired of hearing it these days. <laughs> they go, oh, my God, here he comes. <laughs> what about the person who hears this, who says, boy, you know, I really should do this. It's the right thing to do. But uh, I'm... I'm not much with other people, you know, or I'm not much with older people, or I'm I'm not much on whatever, you know. What about that person? Well, that's why we do the that's why we do the training, uh-huh. the orientation, because our our manual in the Family Elder Program even has a, a whole page of suggested conversation topics, uh-huh. and um, we also have sixty things to do with your grandpartner on a visit. So Give it's us a just, hint. What are a couple? I haven't seen this. this oh, yeah, thing. because that's the Family Elder Program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are a couple of them? Okay. You know what they really love? They really love talking about when they were productive. They were happier, obviously, yeah. Yeah. and all the things that they did in their lives. We do that with all of our programs. In fact, a fourth-grade boy the other day wrote in his thank you, the people need to talk more about what they did than what they're doing now. And because their stories are amazing. So what we get to do is one of those uh, activities. They also like to look through their old pictures if they were fortunate enough to whoever brought them there to bring a box of pictures or something. But they love to go through the pictures and tell you about what's in those pictures. The other thing is um, magazines to go through magazines with them and let them just all of a sudden start doing their reminiscence. Mm. And, of course, music. I'm a music therapist, too, and music is a real huge key to help unlock people and um, to share music with them. That's one of the real biggies, to find out what their favorite kind of music is. Don't just say, hey, I got some good music I want you to hear. You know, ask yeah. them what they like. Yeah, and, you know, it's – and what really has been an eye-opener for me is – in experiencing this firsthand twice a month with Bessie's Hope is that 
what applies to the elderly also applies to the isolated, vulnerable, and displaced that are coming out of addiction, coming out of incarceration, or kids. And, and it's all about community. And music brings us together. Yeah. Exercise brings us together. Food brings us together. You know, there's worship brings us together. But, it, you know, this is because we need each other. We need to touch each other. We need to hug each other. You talked about uh, magazines. If there is an old life magazine that you could share uh, with somebody that would cause them mm-hmm. to reminisce, there are many, many pictures that mind pictures and communication devices that uh, you can use in conversing with people and their memories. Oh, yeah, and it's so important for them, just like the fourth grader said. You know, they need to talk about those things. And the wonderful thing about the brain is it doesn't know the difference between what's happening right now and a, and a memory. Mm-hmm. It actually creates that same biochemical, uh, process. And so helping, helping somebody in their reminiscing actually contributes to their physical well-being. It actually taps into those, those chemical responses. So when they're, when they're seeing these pictures, their body is just being flooded with those that good stuff, good that stuff, kind of stuff. <laughs> Tell us again how we can get in touch with you. And I, I would say virtually to everybody listening, this is really something you should check out. So this isn't well. If you're interested in blah 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 blah, you should be interested in this. Everybody should be interested in this. Uh, so how do they get in touch with you again? Again, it's Bessieshope.org on the web, Bessieshope.org, B-E-S-S-I-E-S-H-O-P-E.org, or call me, 303-830-9037. And this might be something good for us to put together for the radio station, where all the people who work at our five radio stations all get together and uh, visit the elderly, the elderly together. Yeah. You, you would love it. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah. Some of us are halfway there, more than halfway there, <laughs> isn't it? Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Mark, thank you for introducing oh, me to Linda. My pleasure. Linda, Linda Holloway from Bessie's Hope. I'm Tom Muller with Mark McIntosh. This has been Colorado Issues.